this beautiful Sunday, this Passion Palm Sunday. Things are very different right now as we all go through this crisis together, a world crisis. Things are different in the way that we worship together, but we can still worship together. And as I've been saying, we bring our faith with us wherever we are, and we can say with great joy that uh, Kyle is here with his mask on, and Mary is here with her uh, mask on, and they're going to give me a little help today, a lot of help, and I want to honor both of them for doing that. So during these trying times, we, we, I think we can meditate a little bit on the very, very trying times for Jesus and that he knew for many years what was going to be. Normally, we open a Passion Sunday service with a beautiful uh, procession, and the kids have their blowy things, boop, boop, make noise, and it's a great big celebration, and they come triumphantly into Jesus, and Jesus comes triumphantly into to Jerusalem, and then all of a sudden, everything changes in the service. And I know you all remember that. And then we go into the Passion. And this year, the Passion narrative is from Matthew. And it's long, and we'll try to speak slowly, sit down, relax, and uh, let the words spend time with you, if one would say. So we want to welcome you all to this video. And when I say some words like, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, if you would like to, you could say, Hosanna in the highest. And you can respond right at home. Now, now this day is a very, very, very serene day in many ways. It's the first time we hear the entire uh, passion from beginning to end. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethes at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Praise to you, O Christ. The Lord be with you. And I know that you have responded. Now enter into the contemplation of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ and meditate on the salvation of the world through his sufferings, death, 
burial, and resurrection. Let us pray. Everlasting God, in your endless love for the human race, you sent our Lord Jesus Christ to take on our nature and to suffer death on the cross. In your mercy, enable us to share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Do we have a reading from Psalm 31? Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with sorrow, and also my throat and my belly. For my life is wasted with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength fails me because of affliction, and my bones are consumed. I am the scorn of my enemies, a disgrace to my neighbors, a dismay to my acquaintances. When they see me in the street, they avoid me. Like the dead, I am forgotten, out of mind. I am as useless as a broken pot. For I have heard the whispering of the crowd. Fear is all around. They put their heads together against me. They plot to take my life. But as for me, I have trusted in you, O Lord. I have said, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. This ends the song. Now we're going to begin the Passion Narrative. And it is long, so again, um, if you feel that you need to go and get a glass of water or whatever, uh, please um, feel free. And I want to then give uh, one more time. Mary's voice uh, is in the background because I called on her just this evening when she was here decorating our beautiful cross out front for Palm Sunday. She's very talented, and I thank her for that, too. So the narrative, when we're usually all together, is a drama, and we read it in a way that we can feel, instead of like a reader, we can feel that we're representing the entire assembly when each person takes a turn, I know you remember well doing that here. And the reading flows, and you're being proclaimed in one voice, even though you're taking turns reading. Well, there's only two of us tonight, but we both feel the same way about it. And this is accomplished best by having enough in any group. So I would say that the two of us are going to have a lot of words for each of us. So we'll switch back and forth when we can and taking longer sessions and bear with us as we go through these beautiful readings of the Passion of Christ. So let us start the narrative of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 26th and the 27th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. First is the betrayal of Judas. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver. 
And from that moment, he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. The Last Supper. On the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. We'll keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became greatly distressed, and they began to say to him and one another, Surely not I, Lord. The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The Mount of Olives. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Truly, I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little bit farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So go. 
So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for a second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him. At once he came up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly, one of those with Jesus put his hand on his sword, drew it, and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will not at once see me more than twelve legions of angels? But now then would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say it must happen this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day by day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all of this has taken place, so that scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Mary. The trial before Caiaphas. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and going inside, he sat with the guards in order to see how this would end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. <clears throat> At last, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said, have you no answer? What, it is, what is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent. And then the high priest said to him, I put you under oath before the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? He deserves death. 
Then they spat in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophet to us, prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who is it that struck you? Peter's denial and Judas's death. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came and said to him, You also were with, were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before all of them, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. When he went out to the porch, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for your accent betrays you. And then he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know the man. At that moment, the cock crowed. And then Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred again, together against Jesus in order to be, bring about his death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. What is that to us? See to it yourself. Throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury since they are blood money. After conferring together, they used the money to buy the potter's field as a place to bury foreigners. And for this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah, and they took 30 pieces of silver, the price of the one on whom a price had been set, on whom some of the people of Israel had set a price, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Jesus before Pilate. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said, him, said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. But while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, saying, Have nothing to do with this innocent man, for today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? Barabbas! Then what should I do with 
Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Let him be crucified. Why? What evil has he done? Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. His blood be on us and our children. So he released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took a reed and struck him on the head. And after mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him, and then they led him away to crucify him. Golgotha. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, he saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now and we will believe him. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. And Jesus' death. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama shabakathani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave, him, gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, truly this man was God's son. Many women were also there looking on from a distance. 
They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. The burial. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. When Pilate, then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting out opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead, and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Now we will have the prayers of the people, and the prayers are very important to all of us right now. So in your mind, with your own private intentions or out loud, please respond after each one. When I say, hear us, O God, you will say, your mercy is great. As we enter this holy week, together let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. Lord, we pray for all of the leaders of all of the churches through these holy times that seek to bring your word and your story and their faith to be combined into a product of hope and love and a sincere sense of belonging. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Lord, we pray for all of those who have come together to do these marvelous things like doing videos, from doing a podcast, doing um, YouTubes, and all of the creative ways that this community has been really working and trying to lift up the word of God and bring the story and the good news of Christ out to others. Hear us, O oh God. Mercy is great. Lord, we look to those who are hurting now. There are so many deaths. Some unfathomable thing is happening to the entire globe, something we don't understand. Give us the strength to continue to stay with you and walk and abide and find some peace. We know we can't understand it, but we ask for the, the great pleasure of knowing that you are with us always. Lord, 
Hear us, O God. Lord, we especially pray for those who are sick and needy, for those who are frightened, for those who do not know what to do and what is next, that are lonely, that are desperate. We pray for those first responders. We pray for the nurses and the doctors and all those who receive the ones that are sick and hurting and frightened. We pray for the families who can't be with them at this most important time. We pray that you lift them up knowing you are with them. Hear us, O oh God. We pray for those who've passed. They have joined a great cloud of witness, awaiting in spirit God in their soul, lifting them up and remembering today and these days what a hardship is for most. We know those who witness their faith, even in their passing, are a great strength to all of us. We pray for their families. We pray for their caretakers. We pray for the friendships they've made through their life. Give them peace. Hear us, O oh God. Into your hands, O God of love, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now, we were also going to cut out the sharing of the peace, but if you are alone, then you just can give yourself a little hug and say to yourself, peace be with me, God's peace be with me. If you are with someone, share the peace of God, for each of you deserve that. So therefore, the peace of Christ be with you always, and also with you. What I find so beautiful right now is if we were here, we'd have to um, corral all of you to sit down again. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing, and it just dawned on me how beautiful that is to watch and to see. We are together right now, each and every one of us. So now is the time to speak again once more, and thank you for your ties and honoring your pledges. We know that this is a frightening time for many, and we understand. And for those who worry about what's next, we understand. But we know also that you honor the things that are important to you. And one of those very important things is this church. So we give, we give you thanks. And we know that through your praise of God and your love of Christ and your care for each other, that you are able to do this. And we thank you dearly. So we pray that God, our provider, you have not fed us with bread alone, but the words of grace and life. Bless us these and all the gifts that you give us, which we receive from your bounty and your grace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So let's together now say the Lord's Prayer. I know you all know it by heart. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. From thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now is a lovely benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Wishing you well, wishing you peace. Stay walking with God and you will find it. Thank you for tuning in to us today. God bless you all.